Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. That's been all. And joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time. Cool. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Oh, my God. Also joining us yeah. through Discord is the disembodied voice of our producer. It is Edgelord of Big News, Brian. Big News. What's up, nerds? Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm he's gonna... not disembodied, bro. He's here. Yeah, he can... Only we can see him. <laughs> 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 it's all right, but he's here. He's a disembodied voice to everybody Secret else. Disembodied voice. <laughs> One day he will return to the airwaves, but until then, no, we are really disembodied. We're, I'm very excited. Where'd you go, bro? <laughs> <laughs> He's here. He's not gone. I need uh, show it again. You want me to show? Okay, Brian, are you are you good to show? Are you nah, decent? Brian doesn't feel comf- comf- confident in his hair. That's the problem today. I'm not talking about lot. You know, whatever, man. Stay disembodied. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, stay disembodied. <laughs> that could be a thing. Uh, well, anyway, very excited for today's show. We got a lot going on. We have World Trigger. We have the return of Jujutsu Kaisen and a lot more. But let's get into plugs really fast. Get the housekeeping out of the way. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at jd cole underscore 37 oh yeah brian also on twitter and oh. watch yeah follow him on twitter brian where can they find yeah, you the ES. you can find me at b.espe on both instagram and twitter <coughs> oh, jesus oh. jesus christ brian and if you ever want to catch me whenever i decide to stream you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline Oh, yeah. You can follow the show. Let me get some water real quick. No, go for it. (laughs) You can follow the show itself. Yeah, get your 64. Yeah, get the whole 64 ounces, Brian. Uh, You can find the show itself at New Gem City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter because we do a weekly really good chapter of the week poll. So uh, follow us on that. Cast your vote. Uh, We have the winner of this week. Can you guess what it is? Uh... (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, uh, cast your vote. Let I me... still want. I still want to have. No. What? <laughs> no, I said I. still want to have uh, a surprise. You know. Well. I have hope every time for other other series. Well, continue continue having hope. It's good for us all. Um, but yeah, follow us on that. Let your voice be heard, and bring some damn variety into this game already. Uh, you can uh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. We are on that email. Uh, or you can comment on whatever video you're watching. Uh, you know, comment, subscribe while you're at it. Like, share the videos. I edit. It takes a long time to edit. Please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, check out the YouTube, guys. It's lit. Yeah, it's and you great. Can catch little clips of uh, whatever you like in particular. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do the I do the cut ups. So get on there, or cool. if you prefer the audio versions, there's nothing wrong with that. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there, on there, on there. But uh, I guess that's it. That's it for all the self-promotion. Without further ado, let's get into it. Let's start the show. Hmm. 
Brady Yes, it is. It is One Piece, chapter 1020. Uh, Robin versus Black Maria. Uh, last we left off, Frankie was facing off against the totally Triceratops uh, Sasaki. Uh, and now, uh, I guess we're moving on to a different battle. But first, uh, we cut back to the battle between Kaido and Yamato. Yamato has revealed that his devil fruit is some kind of mythical creature. Uh, and Kaido does us the favor and tells us exactly what it is right off the bat. Uh, it is the dog dog fruit mythical type motto Okuchi no Makami. I think I got that right. Okuchi <laughs> Makami. Uh, yeah. You're brave, guy. It's a rare mythical wolf. Brian, can you look up what Okuchi no Makami means? Oh, what it looks like? Does it? Oh, and what, like, the folklore before behind it is as we continue onward? Uh, I admire your courage. Why? I mean, you could say it too if you give it. Okuchi no Makami. You got to get used to, you gotta get used to saying it. You got to say it. Sound it out a couple times first. And then you go for it. <laughs> why, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Okuchi no Kami? Close. No Okuchi makami. no Makami. You're close. You got Okuchi it. Okuchi no Makami. Hey, you did it. Nice. Dog, dog, fruit. So, yeah, it's a dog, dog, fruit thing that can breathe fire, apparently. Um, so, that's pretty cool. So, they're just arguing about um, the devil fruit and like what the purpose is. Apparently, it's supposed to be the guardian spirit of Wano. Uh, and he's like, that's why I want you to protect Wano for me. Be its guardian deity. Because Kaido sees the country as a weapons factory and he needs Yamato to uh, rule over it and keep it safe. Uh, and Yamato's not is like, nah, fuck that shit. Ice breath because I'm a mythical dog. Uh, and cool. Kaido, Kaido does blast breath. They clash, um, and uh, yeah, we cut over to the banquet hall, uh, where Robin and uh, Brooke are facing off against Black Maria. Uh, at the top of this, uh, we get Robin hallucinating uh, visages of Olivia, Ol- Nico Olvia, her mom, uh, Professor Clover, cool. and. Uh, and Saul, uh, all of them just like, Robin, you're here. Oh, we're here. Love us. And um, Robin's just like seems to be falling underneath the spell. She starts running towards them because these are all people that she's lost in her tragic backstory where the government genocided her people. Um, so she's just <laughs> she's running over there. And Brooke's like, Robin, no, stop. And she's like, I know, it's such a shame. And she traced Manos them directly into the jaws, and they are three different uh, gifters, I guess, I guess they're called. Oh, wait, uh, there's they're numbers, I guess. Oh, one of those is a number. She slapped a taste out their mouth. You can literally see it yeah. happening. Yeah, she really <laughs> like slapped the shit out of them from the jaw up. <laughs> Have you ever been slapped from the jaw up really hard? That's got to be uh, make Whatever you just make some... Sun come out your mouth like spit or something like that. I mean, it's blood. (laughs) She slapped them so hard that you got to slap somebody really hard to make them bleed. 
like that much. No, no. Um, yeah. But, Respect. Yeah. At that point, they just start running away. Uh, Black Maria bursts through the walls. Uh, I really like this panel for some reason. I think it's just like kind of cool. I could like see the motion going, but she's just like, blah, she blitzes through this fucking wall um, as they're running. And Brooke and Robin have this cute little moment where they're talking about like, wow, you didn't fall for it either. And she's like, and Brooke's like, nah, man, I spent 50 years alone and I know hallucinations when I see them. Um, <laughs> and Robin's like, oh, cool. We have that in common. And I'm like, oh, that's yes. We're both emos. <laughs> We're both totally Very emos. nice. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Um, Black Maria's uh, swiping her th- like weird th- stick th- staff thing around with a face on it. Apparently, the face is actually one of uh, the henchmen. His name is Juan Yudo, and he has the pug smile fruit. Uh, he's, sure. <laughs> he's just a head, but his backside the behind of the stick like where he's like seems to be planted on has a tiny pug just trying to like just moving around back there so he's just a human head and a pug's tiny body uh it's very weird uh but yeah why 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 this because it's oda dog because i know oda Uh, i know yeah. Could you imagine right. if that was Yamato's double fruit? <laughs> oh man, she got so lucky that he didn't he got so lucky he didn't get the pug smile fruit. Uh, it's the smile fruit too, so it's gotta be extra shitty. It's gotta be an extra shitty. Oh fruit. yeah. <laughs> Brian, did you find out about what the uh Okuchi no Makami is? So Makami is a Japanese wolf which is extinct. Um oh. uh, it's oh. Uh, it's been traditionally worshipped as a sacred beast, mm. having eaten many people. Oh, living <laughs> in Makami and Ohara uh, mm. of Asuka area in Yamato Province. Wait, what the heck? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Brian, could you repeat Wait, that? What? I don't think Josh heard you. It, it exists right it, now. It's an old wolf. No, no, no. It doesn't exist now, but it—I guess it did exist in uh, the Yamato Province. So. The Yamato. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> wow. Oh, that late. Sorry. Guys. That's pre- no, no, no. no. That, that seemed to be able to protect crops uh, against wild boars and deer. Hmm. Well, but it ate humans too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know. Sure. It's a wolf. Yeah. It could be uh, protecting the good and punish the wicked. So I guess it fucks up evil dudes. Yeah. Oh, so it only fucks up bad people? It only yeah, which is people. weird. I don't know why Kyle oh, would, nice. give her, would give Yamato a fruit that would like well, fight. That would end he up didn't. fighting him in the ass. He didn't. <laughs> Yamato ate it by accident. But in any case, uh, that was your the more you know moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Yamato accidentally ate the fruit as opposed to Kaido giving it to him. Um but in any case, the battle continues. Uh, Black Marita spider web is her way up onto the ceiling. Does an upside down stick twirly move. Uh, and, you know, that leaves Robin trying to cling to the ceiling herself. Um, and uh, that's when Brooke's like, wait a minute. Robin, can you keep that? Da- Would you mind dangling me under your arm like this a bit longer? I assume that weapon is an- indeed a living creature. 
and I can. And he right. like does his little soul thing where he expels his oh, own soul from his God. body and does a cold soul where he passes through people and freezes them, apparently. <laughs> Uh, How long has it been since we've seen Brooke do something, man? Shit <laughs> was so gangster. He said, I'm going to shut down your weapon because I can do that. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, Brooke's had a and lot of... It's cool to me, bro. It's just so lit. Yeah. Brooke's it's had so a lot lit. of cool moments since the New World. Like, he's really had times to step up. Last one was, what, uh, Whole Cake Island? But, yeah. He's a, he's, he's a fucking boss. I love Brooke. Um, Did you say that his name was Juan Yudo? Yeah, his name is Juan Yudo. <laughs> <laughs> so he freezes Juan Yudo, and Juan Yudo falls to the ground out of the stick thing. Um, so, I, and I don't know why that does anything. Because I don't know why he's even on that stick and what he really provides. But comedic value. I guess. Well, no, because the, the sword, because I guess that activates the weapon's ability of flame and stuff like that. Oh, because, no, I see it. Yeah, you're right. Because it's like a like the dog runs in a spinning wheel, and I guess that sets the, the <laughs> thing on fire because he's moving so fast within it. Sheesh. And with him out of it, she can't activate the flame part of her. Yeah, weapon. it's just a stick now. Um, But... Yeah, if anything, uh, you know, Brooke has her moment. Robin lets go. Uh, Brooke does the ice burn, cutting through all the fire, I guess, freezing it and stuff, allowing Robin to land safely. Um, and that's when Blackleg, uh, not Blackleg, Black Maria is like, haha, well, Blackleg left you behind. Talking shit. Yo, you were right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't he is. I didn't, I didn't notice, notice that. that. <laughs> I didn't notice that before either. Um, but well, yeah, she starts talking mad shit about Sanji. It's like, yo, he just tucked his tail and ran. He left you here because, you know, you're fodder and whatever. You know, he was just, he, he was leaving you for certain death. Um, and Robin's just like retorts it as Brooks basically is like, haha, Sanji's so cool. I'm going to get going. Are, uh, is it cool if I leave her to you? And Robin's like, yes, thank you. I was hoping you'd ask. And she basically explains to Maria is like, yo, you don't know what it means that Sanji relied upon me for help. He is truly worthy of being the wings of the king of the pirates. And lofty title. Yeah. Very dramatic. Yeah. Robin makes a giant clone of herself and the battle is assumedly going to continue. Uh, meanwhile, at the Tokage port in nice Wano, um, we cut over to Luffy, who's fully awake now. He's eaten everything on the submarine. Still hungry uh, because he is quintessential shonen min- protagonist uh yeah always black hole for stomach yeah um so you know uh momonosuke is kind of breaking down to him just like oh my god i can't believe it. i'm so glad you're okay but also <laughs> keenan mon and kiku are dead uh mm. and luffy says like man don't say don't cry right now don't let him see you cry he's like man up uh, and hold your tears back not until I smash Kaido um, so off in the distance we also see that Karibo is there and he's just like mm, what is Straw Hat doing here well if you guys don't win I'll never be able to leave this island get it together uh, right that's my guy wet Karibo <laughs> isn't, there, 
Isn't there a thing that he knows that's that could be super important to Kaido? Like, there's some information because there's been people bringing up the fact that like um, that Karibo is going to be a lot more important than we thought he would be in this arc. Oh yeah, I, I'm going to pray to the heavens above that he becomes a crew member. I doubt Lead. it. Lead become a niche as a slam ball two way bastard. <laughs> I mean, I don't With know. Some I, combat expertise? That would be cool if he has, like, a fight. But also, I don't... Bro, know. he's wet, my nigga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's wet! You can't deny that. His name is his name is not just Wet Caribou. His name is Wet-Haired Caribou. He's gonna be like Clay Thompson in Space Jam 2. Do you like that? That doesn't take the wet out of my Do you like tail. that That's less? That's so cool. wet hair. Yeah, Wet-Haired Caribou. Look how silky his hair is. Yeah, that's true. And, 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 and moist. Well, I do like Caribou too, so I hope he sticks around. And I think he's going to be instrumental cool. in getting him back up there for some reason. Somehow, I think he's going to be important at some point. Um, there's a reason he's there. Oda does not waste cameos at all. So, Yeah, most of the time. I'd say 99% of the time. When was the last time he's wasted? I would say 90%. That's still a whole lot more than any other series. That's yeah. where it's like 30, 40%. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But in any case, uh, Luffy points up to Onigashima floating in the air, and he asks Momo to turn into a dragon and fly him up, and that's where the chapter ends. Uh, pretty good chapter. I, I very much enjoyed it. There's a lot going on this one um, between learning what uh, Yamato's real devil fruit is and what exactly it means uh, between Robin's like little cool character moment, you know, being relied on uh, by the crew, having Brooke do some cool stuff. Luffy back in. Yo, Luffy. Yeah. Like, I guess we was about to say the same thing, like telling him to hold, to hold his nuts and just a man up yeah. and fly me back to the island so I could beat Kaido's ass. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I want to see him be a real dragon. I want to see him pull up on Kaido. Like, I'm a dragon, too. Bitch. But, Real quick. Uh, I know I, I'm not about that life. I'm pretty sure, like, I hope this is a moment when we find out just how much of Kaido is in um, Mononosuke. Because, like, he does have a fruit modeled after Kaido's, right? Like, I'm not <clears> wrong <throat> about that. I don't know if it's, well, maybe. I mean, it came from his bloodline. So, like, it's, it's a smile fruit. It's smile? Mm-hmm. And yeah, technically, uh, it's an artificial devil fruit, so it's like a smile fruit. It was made that's, using bl- no, but but the thing is, Josh, this is what smile fruits were made to do. Like like the whole purpose of the smile fruit was to make a fruit um, identical to Kaido's, and well, Mononosuke's is probably the most finished prototype uh, of all of them. I yeah. think. I see. I see. I think Mononosuke is probably like the most completed and perfected. Smile fruit. I don't know if the goal is to get to Kaido's fruit specifically, but maybe like there's something in Kaido that is the like the the nexus point for all of the Zoan fruits. Uh, like all the well, all of them. Yeah, that they all like diverge from his bloodline specifically because all of Whoa. the smile fruits are animals. Right. So, That's true. I didn't think about it. And they don't call him the King of Beasts for nothing, I guess, right? Yeah. Maybe that's what I it is. I just assume that because he has such beasty... Uh... Yeah, he is a beast. 
but it doesn't help that his entire crew is just basically like all animals. Um, but, but yeah, maybe maybe something maybe Mononosuke's fruit is different from Kaido's in the fact that it has a different like ability to it or something like that, or it's something that can be combined with his uh with his voice of all things. Because yeah. I feel like there's so much more to that Mononosuke can do that we haven't seen yet. And I'm pretty sure they're building up to this because kind of like there's a lot of like um sim there's a lot of symbolism between Mononosuke and Kaido and Odin, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the son of the man who once ruled the land. He's he has the DNA of the man who currently robbed that land from his family. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean and and he's he's next in line to be the lead, the future leader of this land. So there's there has to be some something that he's gonna do that's monumental to this battle. Like I yeah, do he's feel like Luke's ass up to the fight. No, that's not that's all. Big deal, that's not bro. all. But that's he could not never all. do nothing cool in his dragon form. I think that'd be a big ass deal, especially yeah, with no. a bootleg ass smile fruit. He Allison, has. If he did cause... nothing else, I'll be impressed. Wait, wait! I just remembered. What if, what if they deliver him his sword, his, his promised sword, soon, like before he goes up? Because there's still the other sword, as opposed to you know how how Zoro has um the other sword. Yeah, he has Enma. Enma. He has Enma, and then there's the other one that yeah, that he still oh, has the, to has to use. The the sword he got from the from Thriller Bark, you mean? No, the because uh, remember Odin had two swords. Remember? Oh, you're right. One was promised to to Mononosuke, and the other one was promised to his sister. His sister gave Enma to Zoro. You're right. You're right. And then there's the other one. You're right. So they can't just introduce that and do nothing with it. So I there has to be a way for him to use that fucking sword in this arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like as a finishing t- as a finishing blow. Yeah. I feel like Mononosuke might be the person who beats Kaido at the end. In my opinion. Like mm. from from the way that things are being set up, yeah. Conjecture is hard because we know nothing about Kaido. You know, like we don't we don't really even have a hint of what his backstory is or where he came from. He's just kind of like been a dude this whole time. We know next to nothing about him, even though like he's been in the series and an antagonist and has been around for a long time. You can't tell me one thing about Kaido from his past or nothing. So aside that, like he was part of the Rocks crew. At some point, he's, he's a dragon, and he's a dragon. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, who knows? There's a lot to, there's a lot to going on in One Piece. I'm so excited. These are good times to be a One Piece fan. Oh my gosh! Just I've said I don't know if I said this before on on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I've said this off the podcast. I just wish that I would like go into a coma, wake up 10 years later, and so I can binge read all of One Piece. <laughs> That's how bad I want to fucking read this Pretty series. epic, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty epic. Um, <laughs> you'll wake up in 10 years and still not done? Uh, I would be furious. I would be, that would be the first thing I ask for when I wake up. Is One Piece done? No. Is One Piece over? Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> oh, my God. But I guess uh, that's all for one. Obviously, I think all around, pretty good chapter uh, in all of our opinions. Um, very much liked it. Yeah. Not, not my RGC, unfor- like last like last week was. But you know what? It has a lot of stiff competition this week, honestly. A lot of stuff is going on. But um, you guys, uh, guys want to move on now? 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Do you have any lingering thoughts? Honestly, they, if there's RGC. one more thing. <gasps> oh, He made it. I usually just give it to World Trigger, but it was a pretty tame chapter. But that's how you know it's still goaded, because even the tame ones are still lit yeah. and debatable for RGC over One Piece. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I am surprised that you didn't give One Piece to RGC. What did you give it to? I don't know. I honestly, I'm going with... You just know it's not One Piece. Yeah, in my heart, as I was going through it today, I loved it. It's probably second place, but, you know, I'll I'll see how it goes down the line. My RGC is going to be very impromptu this week, so we'll see how I feel going forward. Okay. Yeah, um, let's move on then. My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, we have color pages this week. Uh, I think this is an anniversary thing because they usually, what is it, seven years is what he's trying to tell us with uh, Uraka and um, Deku doing Yeah, it looks like. But also, and there's also the number seven under uh, Sugar Rush. Yeah, okay. So seven years. (laughs) Good for uh, for Horikoshi. Uh, Oh, we don't have an applause sound drop anymore. Well, this cover page is oh. beautiful, though. Pretend it's here. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's get into it. This is uh, My Hero Academia, chapter 300. Oh, my God. Where is this chapter title? Uh, oh, 321 from class 1A to 1 for all. Um, last we left off, Deku's classmates are trying to convince him to quit his bullshit and get in the shower. <laughs> uh, and... And, you know, it, it's actually kind of cool. Everybody's displaying their powers and trying to hold them back and convince him. Uh, on the ground, we have uh, uh, Kirishima and Aoyama just picking up Dictator and being like, yo, this guy got washed by Bakugo, Todoroki, and Yayuruzu. Oh, yeah. Um, Easy money, man. Yeah, it was uh, pretty... It was like a one-hit KO, so it was pretty... We call that Easy Money GG. Um, so... Yeah, they leave him with Endeavor and run off because they want to say stuff to Deku, um, who is currently uh, stuck in a glacier um, made by uh, Todoroki, obviously. And they're just... Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you. What were you going to say? I just said epic. Oh, yeah. Um, And he's... And Todoroki's trying to convince him, like, did you ever think that All for One wants you to be in this state? Like, he wants you to be all raggedy and tired so that he could just take you easy. Uh, and, yeah, Deku's just like, no, it doesn't matter. I have to do it myself. You know? La, 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 <laughs> la, 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 I can't hear you. I got to defeat all for one by myself. La, 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 I can't hear you. I'm the main character. Stop burning in my series. <laughs> Let me be dirty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Deku bursts out of uh, the the glacier and Asui pulls oh up. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, yeah, the roots! I mean, oh, I said the wrong person. Uh, frog girl! Frog girl! 
But, you know, she swipes her tongue at Deku, but she misses on purpose because on the other side of the tongue is probably not only slightly less gross to have on her tongue is <laughs> Mineta. <laughs> Mineta's yeah. like at the other end with his weird uh, Mineta bead whip thing. Um, Yo, that should look crazy. Anyway, Come on. Yeah, yeah I, know why I loved it. That. I love this part. Okay, okay. What? I said I love this part. Yeah, I don't see what that shit looks like. Oh, anal beads. Oh. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah, everybody's Whoa. been working up Mineta's anal beads. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way like people have not been like going absolutely ham on this shit. I'm going to listen. <laughs> I'm, mat- I'm mature. All right? So I'm not going to go ham on this shit. Yeah. I mean, how about you guys? We good? I guess I'm just a no, poor literally. boy because I did not notice this before. <laughs> uh, before it was explicitly pointed out to me by you guys, is that yeah, this is this is Manetta's thing. <laughs> He's got unintentionally erotic attacks. Uh, but yeah, he sticks his uh, Manetta beads onto Midoriya, and um, he's just basically like. I remember when you were, I fell for you when you were sweating, scared and sweating buckets and quaking in your boots. That's when I thought you were cool because you still fought regardless, all that stuff. Um, cool moment. But Midoriya just goes full black whip on him. Does like the Spider-Man thing where he tries to slingshot his way back. Um, and as uh, he's trying to get away, that's when he's about to use Fajin, I guess, uh, where... But that's when uh, Uraka pulls up and he's like, Deku, things are different now, including me. And I don't know. I think she just like seems to have tapped everyone to do this low gravity thing. Or does Mm -hmm. she tap Deku? And that's why he goes up so high. I don't know. It's weird. It's cool teamwork from class 1A. Yeah, no, everybody... It's that shit y'all been waiting for. Everybody is at this, like, at the bottom of this ramp created by Todoroki and his ice. uh, And they just get launched up out of this this ramp, flying upward. Um, I think it's Bakugo coated with the uh, acid from, uh, from, what's her name? Amina, I know, is her, like, first... 0.1. Yeah, his 0.1 acid, so it doesn't burn their skin off. Um, oh, okay, so Uraka touches uh, Bakugo so he can float upwards towards Deku. Um, and they start flying upward. Uh, Bakugo propels them forward even more. Uh, and it's not just Bakugo, it turns out, because we see Ida also at the end there propelling them more with his, like, fucking uh, big rocket boosters and deck. And Pretty like, late. Yeah, this Pretty is late. a cool moment because Bakugo sends yeah. him shooting. He continues to fly upward. The art on this, the detail of the wind just pushing Ida's face back and breaking his glasses yeah. is pretty cool. And um, as uh, we hear the first, uh, the second all for one, uh, one for all inheritor say, if there's anything that can bolster Izuku Midoriya now, it would be as Ida grabs uh, Deku's arm proclaiming that like you've always managed to outpace me that's why precisely why i'm ready to always challenge you and he says those who share are his resolve those who can match his pace and keep running alongside him um as we end on um 
on Deku just pleading with Ida to stop, but Ida says, no, I will not. In Genium, the hero will dash across the land to take a lost child by the hand because giving help that's not asked for is what makes a true hero. As Deku pretty much has done with all of them, you know, people who have been experiencing like shit and been too stubborn to ask for help, he's always butted in and they're doing the same for him. And that's where the chapter ends, um, where they break through. Uh, your thoughts? Oh. <laughs> His hand looks like the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that it was does. The just... Class 1A just saved Christmas. <laughs> yeah, for real. They really did. That's all I got. Brian, did you say this was your RGC? Yes, sir. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. This was Brian's really good chapter of the week, so I guess I'm going to let him go off and do the honors. Okay. So, look. I I told you guys, hey, look. this chat, You guys are going to be surprised by what I gave the RGC this week. I knew and I would I bet be. you guys are actually just stunned. I'm not. At, at the that the unpredictability that I had just now, no. But look, my hero academia. This chapter was like it's been a long time since I've read a chapter that put such a big smile on my face after reading it. This was so fucking great, not just for Ida, but just like like storytelling in general. Because like this is some shit that that was set up before, like. If there was anybody who would understand what Deku's going through, it's Ida of of anybody in Class One A, because mm-hmm. he's the one who ha- who's been through this specific character arc before, and he's the one who has who comes from a line of of heroes meant for this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. So him being the one to come in and and try to help. Deku snapped out of this was just perfect. Um, and it doesn't help that this moment was drawn so beautifully and with so much respect to the character as well. Like, oh, uh, which moment? The the moment on page uh, 14 and 15? When he, when he grabs his hand while they're yeah. in the air. Oh, 14. that's 14, 15. Wait, wait. Oh, in the air. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, not, while the, they're... not the not the creepy hand. <laughs> no, while while they're in the air and and he's telling him the the Enginum story and stuff. It's just so beautiful. Like I so so much props to to Horikoshi for bringing him back in in such yeah. a, a good moment. Yeah, it's been a while for Ida. Honestly, I'm also really glad about that. Um Ida has been was like at the start one of the like main cast and he's just been like so in the background. Uh so it's good to ha- yeah. see him have like a cool little moment here. And I also really like this chapter a lot. Um I I don't know if it's my RGC. It's pretty close. I I had the feels reading this. Um Brian was right. This is like a, you know, reversal thing. Um it's Ida just being like follow your own advice and you know, there's no coincidence that also Stain is uh, is like reintroducing this exact same moment because I feel like it's all gonna be kind of like an inverse of what happened there. Because right, of- man, yeah. So it's it's really cool, and yes, it is this whole arc with 
has been drawn really well. Like, I don't know, Horikoshi has been taking his art to new heights, I think. Uh, and I really appreciated that. Um, he's, he's really fantastic. When he's firing on all cylinders, he's like one of the best in jump easily. Um, easily, yeah. So, yeah I, yeah, I also enjoyed this chapter quite a bit. And I'm so glad that we're getting kind of a, a little Teen Titans action brewing here, hopefully. You know, we're getting a little yeah. team. We're getting a little team. You know, like a Marvel, like a good Marvel book, or like like a good DC book. Like if all the Justice League guys were all like were lame, <laughs> so the Teen Titans had to take over yeah. and put it on the big boy pants, yeah, like that. Yeah. All we're missing yeah, yeah. is is Izawa. That's the only person we're missing for this whole Class One A reunion. And I packed Izawa. I'm pretty Zawa. sure he's going to be the the nail in the coffin for this um, Deku solo mission. Yeah. Who um, knows? Uh, I'm I'm okay if he does it, like it would be cool if he shows, but I'm okay with it because this is like a good moment with just the kids, and it's something like you know sometimes you need your homies, you know your classmates. You want some bummer teacher be like, you're dirty, <laughs> take a shower, uh, throw that shit away, get yeah. a new outfit, throw some sweats this time. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. No, um, honestly. No Really, really fantastic chapter. Um, I can't, I can't say it. I guess, like, why not? Certified <laughs> RGC. Why not? Certified RGC. I felt the emotions. I felt it. I'm okay. I'm jealous of you guys. <laughs> you didn't feel the emotions. You didn't go into your depth. No. Your thoughts. What are your thoughts? What are my thoughts? Yeah. I don't think we got through. I thought it was cool. I think I think I I enjoyed. I agree with everything, but feeling the emotions. Mm. I thought it was a cool chapter. I, I'm, I was loving the change of pace to begin with, and you know, I feel like this. If he doesn't move back to the school, they're gonna the classmates are all gonna be involved moving forward. I think that's what's the for sure outcome of this. That's gonna be yeah. It's Hirokoshi saying, "Hey guys, they're back. All right." And Midoriya will, you know, return to form, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, but very cool chapter. Um, that's all I got to say about it. Are you guys, uh, any closing thoughts before we move on? Um, all for Brian. What? All for Brian? <laughs> one, no, one for Brian. One for Brian. Because one for all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on then. Jujutsu Kaisen. This is oh. this is Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 153 Underground Fight Club. Um we last we left off, Maki killed her entire family. So Yeah. <laughs> that was the last thing I, that happened pretty much. So good times, good times. Uh but this chapter starts off it's a little bit of whiplash honestly because like now we're just with uh, Tengen and uh, that's his name, right? Uh, I think it's his name. Yeah, or Marshmallow Head. Marshmallow Head and uh, the others. He's ba- it's he a little that. it's a little flashback moment where he explains where Kinji Hikari is, one of the other uh, third years uh, outside of Okotsu. No, Okotsu is the second year, right? I don't know. Um, in any case, one of the older kids at the school that was uh what that was um expelled. Uh, 
Currently, he's running an underground fight club at an abandoned multi-story parking garage in the Tochigi Prefecture. So um, they learned that the spectators there are mostly non-sorcerers. Uh, so there might be curse, uh, cursed users, but not really. There, they could also be just regular people. So, you know, don't while out, I guess is the point. Yeah, re- relax to the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Don't practice your new combos, all right? Yeah. Just beat them up. So they go into disguises because uh, if they go up in there with uh, the Jujutsu High uh, uniforms, they suspect that uh, Hikari will, like, book it after hearing from them. Um, so they pull up to the gate. There's these two goons at the front gate. Um, and uh, Todor, uh, not Todoroki. <laughs> Why am I bugging? Um, Megumi goes up to the main guy and is like, we need money, so let us join the fights. Um, and the big goon tries to like psych him out. He goes, yeah! And man, Megumi doesn't even uh, flinch. He just stares him down like, you're just a regular no human. I fought monsters a lot. So what are you going to do to me? Um, but basically, as with, I guess, every fight club in existence, the first rule is to never talk about fight club. So he's just like, who told you about this place? And then I'll beat the snot out of you. Um, and Megumi claims that he didn't get the guy's name because he before he killed him. He obviously he's lying i i guess the the word bubbles had to uh make that clear for us too because this parentheses lying and so he basically is like please let me take his place i'll or shall i lay you flat in front of the bookie um so basically i guess the bookie guy the shorter dude calls uh hikari and uh, hikari says that it's okay but this guy has to fight, pointing at Itadori. And Megumi's like, oh, cool. That works even better. Itadori's, yeah, no problem. Itadori's perfect for this. So he keeps he, he plays the reverse psychology game where it's like, no, it has to be me. And the book is like... Right, that was nice. Yeah. And uh, the book is like, no, boss doesn't like you. If you don't like it, then the deal's off. So Megumi looks up and notices the camera. And um, they're like, all right, we accept. So, you know, they bluffed pretty hard, but it worked out all right. Um, so, basically, they, they they talk about what to do next now that it's Itadori joining the fights and not just Megumi. Um, so, basically, Itadori is going to be responsible for getting inside the fights and get a look from the inside. And meanwhile, Megumi is going to be doing some sneaky, sneaky shit to try and figure out what's going on on his part. Um, the whole point of this is just to kind of ask how he. Hikari for cooperation. Is it Hakari or Hikari? Oh, Hakari. Sorry. Beats me. Uh, I don't know why I kept saying Hikari. It's Hakari. So Hakari, they're asking him for cooperation. If they don't, then, you know, what are you going to do? They're going to turn away. They don't want to have any problems with him, I guess. So, you know, they're not going to force him. Um, So I guess it goes over to later that night when the fights are happening and um, Itadori is waiting in some green room, it looks like. So uh, the big goon basically picks him up and uh, explains the rules to him. There are only two rules, no running away and no cursed techniques. Uh, and Itadori is like, why? I can, I can scrap with cursed techniques. Uh, 
and the guy's like, nah, because the spectators can't see cursive techniques and it's not good for business, basically. Uh, so, yeah, they go forward and they... Uh, Itadori asks what the boss is like and he's like, yeah, you'll know when you meet him. And he says that there are two types of games, uh, two types of game. Uh, unscripted matches, like today's tournament, and scripted max, mat, uh, matches, which Hakari fixes. Um, so, you know, if Itadori can entertain the actual crowd, then he can be selected to be part of the scripted matches and hence meet Hakari himself. So he he enters the arena it's this big caved-in uh, level of the parking lot where the spectators are standing above it in a ring. It's kind of cool. Um, and there's even a cool announcer dude with a mic and everything. Um, and Itadori is actually kind of shocked at who's his opponent because uh, as John Bobby, the announcer, pulls up and ex- introduces that Itadori will be fighting against Panda. John Star Bobby. Is his name just yeah John Star Bobby? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, at first I was like, "The hell? How the hell's Panda here?" Right, like why Panda? All right, <laughs> did you just watch your dad die? What are you doing? Right, here? he's taking all his frustration on these people. Yeah. So I mean, honestly, I love his uh, I love his description. John Bobby says like. It stands like a panda, sits like a panda, and walks like a panda. It's panda! This is very true. He has all those things. Uh, yeah, they're all checked out. Yeah. We uh, we cut into where Hakari is, and he's just vibing with his, with his lady, just sitting down, and he's like, it's so boring knowing who's, who's going to win because it's a panda against a man. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole-ass panda. Um and the girl is like, you sure about that? And we cut over to Panda and Itadori fist fighting. No jujutsu technique. Uh, no, uh, yeah, no cursive techniques. Because, uh, you know, so then now they're just straight up fist fighting with each other. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's... Itadori basically asked Panda if he's seen Hakari. And he's like, no, he is a suspicion because he knows me. But he's avoiding me for sure. Uh mm. So he's like, are you hiding that you're a jujutsu student? And he's like, yes, good. Then you know what to do next. And Itadori just punches the shit out of Panda and knocks him on his ass. (laughs) Panda's like, I can't move. The Animal Welfare Society won't stand for this. Yeah, his face looks so fucking funny there. Yeah. Like, I thought that was genuinely hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And the winner is Itadori. So... Uh, the guy calls, there's a guy in the background calling him, calling uh, Hakari, and Hakari basically says, like, he fights in three dimensions to dazzle the spectators up top. I can write good script with him. And, like I'm always saying, I want to do it while the iron's hot. So, I guess he's having Itadori come up to, to meet him, finally. Um, so, this is a third year high school student running his own business. Yeah. Maybe it's illegal, but still. What is it, What are you going to do? Yeah. There's also his girlfriend is also um a, a jujutsu high third year. Uh, her name is Kirara Hoshi. Um, yeah, she likes piercings on her face a lot. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: her uh, her name. I know that the word Hoshi means star. Her eyes are stars. Really? Yeah, the little pupils are shaped like. Oh that. shit! You're right. 
pretty cool. Um, so yeah, basically, <laughs> and man, Megumi is just sly, hiding in literal shadows. It's fucking pretty cool. As um, the the goon is like understood, but what should we do about the other kid? And you see him just mm. glaring at him through the shadow. And I'm like, oh. man, that's so cool. The other kid went home, nigga. Don't worry about the other <laughs> kid. That's what you're saying. Um, Fuck. Yeah, Hakari says, stay vig- vigilant. Kirara will provide security too. So, pretty cool. Um, and he, uh, Hakari ends the chapter by saying, this is thrilling. I haven't been this on edge since the days of my old girlfriend and maxed out credit cards. And we hear uh, Kirara in the background say, don't talk about her. So <laughs> that's where the chapter ends. Um, man, I'm glad Jujutsu Kaisen's back. I missed it. Such a great Me series. Um, this is a little bit of um, <laughs> a little bit of a whiplash for me because we did end in the literal slaughter of the Zenin clad last time. And then we're just like, well, business as usual. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Straight into this new arc. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it though. I think it's pretty cool. Fight Club arc. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't, I really don't have an issue that they just moved along. Yeah. I just thought it was funny to join along. Yeah. In the uh, roasting. Yeah. Hakari is interesting. I get. I like that he's like um, kind of like um, gray area type dude. As usual, mm. like as with everybody in the series, I guess to degree. No one's like an out and out hero, but yeah, this is. Uh, he's got mad bread, yo. Yeah. For a high school student, yeah, he runs underground fights. You gotta be low. Yeah, he dropped. Wait, he dropped out of school and said, "Fuck it, he's not a dirty anymore. He's he's just a person. He's rocking a fur coat, he's right? Like, he's out here. He, Anything he, under it? Just, just, just fur coat and skin. He's got a shirt under there. Yeah. All right, man. Hakari okay. rules. <laughs> he fucking, he's fucking all right. I'm here for it. You know, I didn't love the design when I first seen it, but I just wanted to see him in action. So he fights. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. Um, Brian, do you have any uh, thoughts on the chapter? What did you think about Jujutsu Kaisen? Um, I really like the the arc that they're going with. Like, hopefully it's a lot less Jujutsu sorcerer oriented. Uh, just because we know Itadori is already hot shit. Like, there's not many people who could actually go toe-to-toe with him nowadays, so it'd be cool to have just a, a strictly fisticuffs kind of arc, you know? Yeah. Who? Yeah, who knows what'll happen. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, you guys ready to move onward? Yes. Yes. All right. It is time to, to move on to our American books. Fuck yeah! The X-Books. Uh, we only have two today, which is pretty cool. Um, today we are starting with Hellions number 14. Um, oh my goodness. Okay. So we start off in Arako, <coughs> which was formerly Mars. Uh, recap, mutants colonized Mars to just dump all the Arakan mutants on there because they've just been pillaging Earth ever since they got there and they've been a problem. So they're just up there vibing. Um, Storm has seemingly volunteered to be the queen of Mars and keep these guys in check while they're up there. Um, but 
basically they've got they have a great ring they have a council a lot a lot like the quiet council of krakoa they have the great ring of Arako, uh and a lot and they've gathered here today because tarn is talking wild shit about attacking krakoa uh <laughs> oh you're muted josh i can't hear you i said my bad and storm's not here for it no she at all she says i assure you it's a very bad idea to th- if you threaten this island, you threaten me, and it's a bad idea to threaten me. Um, Tarn's not bothered, though. He's like, a thief calls Krakoa home, Aroro. The, sacri- the one who stole my, the sacrilegious blood of my followers. Uh, Let's not forget that word. Sacrilegious? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Tarn loves that one. Yeah, so... Basically, everybody around the Great Ring is telling fucking Tarn... T- to calm the fuck down with his shit. Yeah, like, relax, bro. These is our people. Yeah. Bro, they're mutants. Calm down. Yeah, basically. And Tarn's like, all right. I guess <laughs> I guess I'll chill. Sure. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, his name is Tarn the Uncaring. <laughs> yeah, that's... He doesn't true. give a fuck. <laughs> it's yeah. literally in his name. Tarn. Right, Stone should have just roasted him right then and looked at the rest of the Rockies. Like any uh, anybody else wants a problem? Yeah, do you care now, Tarn? Do you care? <laughs> As his corpse just smokes <laughs> in like barbecue. This is like Wiley Coyote when the dynamite explodes around him. He's just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Meanwhile, literally, maybe like three hours later, Tarn is hanging out. In the tower vial. And then this thing comes through dimensions. Uh, the blade fish. I don't know if this was established before. But he's just like. Oh, Mother Rapture sends a blade fish. The vial has found the, the den of thieves. Cool. Fuck storm. I'm going in. <laughs> uh, fuck storm. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what she said. I'm torn the uncaring. I don't her care. authority means nothing to me. How could I care? <laughs> I don't care about her authority. Um, so I see an opportunity and I took it. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the bar sinister, we pick up where we last left off, where the Hellions were confronted by the Locust Vile, which are the grossest fucking Iraqi people out there. They're just... Oh, high-key nasty. Wait, time <laughs> out, time out. Did we confirm what a bladefish is? What that means in this Marvel universe? No. What the relevance of it is? Brian, uh, can you look up um, bladefish uh, at Marvel? I guess if it helps, just Marvel bladefish to see if what comes up. Uh, but in the Brian, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you're muted. Uh, yeah. Anyway, do that, <laughs> and we're gonna continue on. Let us know when you found it. Um, so yeah. They they're confronting the Hellens. The Hellens have no idea what's happening, because last time they confronted the Locust Vile, uh, they don't have any memories of it. Because right, yeah, because they all died there. Uh, they were all killed by them or Sinister. Uh, so right, they don't really have any memories of the Locust Vile, uh, except for uh, Wild Child, uh, Nanny, and Orphan Maker who were killed by the Locust Vile, and ever since then, they've come back a little uh, aggro, to say the least. Uh, 
But anyway, they're, they're the first three to charge immediately. Um, and everybody's like, whoa, Jesus, what's happening? Um, so wait, uh, is Bladefish a thing or? It should like, be a what thing. Object? It's just an object? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. There's not even an article on it. I guess it's a very specific locust vile thing. Yes, for time. The uncared. He sure cared about the fucking Yeah, I can't blade find fish. anything on it. Like, it looks like nobody gave a fuck enough to actually write about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a new thing. It could be just a new thing that's, like, part of the Rocky thing. Um, but in any case, the battle is, like, going on. Um, but that's when the Bladefish pulls up. And it seems to just rip holes in space that Tarn, the uncarry, can just, like, walk through. He said the this creepy lady is, like... And so the world would know the, the, the reaming touch of Tarn. Come witness the birth of your uncaring god. Witness the your birth. uncaring god. <laughs> witness the birth of Tarn. He casually, he casually referred to himself as a god when they was talking to when they were reprimanding him at the, uh, yeah, Iraqi equivalent of the Quiet Council table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he's just the Kanye of the of the Rocky mutants. He's like, I'm a god. Uh, Tarn pulls up, and uh, he just starts like raffle stomping the three mutants that were killed by the Locust Vile, um, and he reverts them back to like what they were before they hit Amanth. So all their character development is, or uh, at least Wild Child's character development. Yeah, Wild Child. Uh, so he's back to being like just a dumb beast boy. Um, and yeah, basically Sinister pulls up and is like, actually, can I grab a second of your time? And, uh, yeah, basically Tarn's like, actually my beef is with you. So, you know, you're the one who sent you, you sent these thieves to my land and this is how you repaid them. Maybe they should know what you did. And they immediately get the memories of fucking uh, Mr. Sinister killing Havoc, Grey, uh, Grey Crow, and Psylocke all at once. Um, he did Grey Crow super greasy. Yeah, I remember when he melted Grey Crow. That was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> Grey Crow doesn't take that well, uh, understandably. He says, I'm going to take your eyes, Essex. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, jeez. Uh, very specific yeah Tarn very is, focused anger Tarn likes it Tarn is like yes I like that idea do that uh, it's pretty cool but Sinister's like man you know what fuck this shit he presses a button and a bunch of Sinister clones pull up they all say hooray regular they're just like hooray 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 and I guess the implication here is that Sinister used like the blood of these Iraqi mutants to create these sinister clones because wow. Tarn looks at them and says, sacrilege, beautiful ah. sacrilege, sacrilege, sacrilege. <laughs> Did he just gain respect for the sinister? Yeah. He's having a good time. He's like sick. I get to murder more. Uh, and he just like commands his, uh, vile to, to attack and that's when the real sinister and the clone that betrayed him go away like they run away from the situation 
uh, the Hellions sure. are like, where the fuck are you going? And Sinister's like, uh, through a no gate keyed solely to SX DNA. So only I specifically can use this gate. So, you know, stay here. Keep him busy. And, you know, you know, someone's got to keep him busy. Uh, Tarnbull needs something to play with. And that's where the issue yeah. ends. Oh, my God. I hate Sinister so much. But I love Sinister at the same time. He's such a, he's such a fucking dick. Um, I, I Girl, did you see what he said to the other clone? Yeah, he says, um, because the other clone, he's like, you think you could just run away from me? And he's uh, basically like, do you not want to see what I'm working on or not? And he says, what could possibly be that can make up for the pain and suffering? And Mr. Sinister just says, Chimera. And he looks back, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I think it's worth noting that he doesn't say it with a goofy smile or his usual swagger. He's dead ass. Mm-hmm. Chimera. Yeah. yeah. That shit that we really been thirsty about. Yeah. We're fucking doing it. Um, and we're going to use Psylocke's daughter as the key component because I'm an asshole. Because <laughs> I'm a real dick. Yes. I could have. It could have been anyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean. Is Hellion might be the best X book? I don't know. It might be. I'm thinking about it. The more I think about it, I'm just like, this might be it. This might be the best X book, and I didn't even see it coming. Who knew? It has moments like this that leads me to believe that this is a key component to the overall, you know, X, you know, uh, X Men story. Mm -hmm. Then it gives me. Then it makes me think. Okay, it could be arguably the best. It's also just um, like an, but it's, it's not like always a, it's not always so focused. It's just like a fun read. I think I'm not just like talking in terms of quality and just like the funness oh. of the read, I guess. I'm always excited to read Hellions. It's always like an entertaining ride. Um That's true. Underrated. I don't know. I don't know if people are talking about this particular book, but it's pretty great. Um highly recorded as usual. What a great book. Uh, but that's honestly all I got to say about it. Um, you have any thoughts, Josh? No. Nah, Man. Wait, what? I don't know. I'm, I can't. I can't decide between the uh, this as an RG uh, VGI or yeah, or the other. Okay. Well, let's move on to the other. Uh, this is X Men number two. Um, I just noticed that. Rogue, I guess. Oh, and that's not Rogue. I guess Polaris has a coffee cup in this cover. While everybody, this is a cool cover, by the way. Oh, Pepe Larez is so fucking good at art. Holy shit! Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, he's hard carrying this series, but yeah. the story's pretty lit too. Yeah, it's the story is great, but my god, the artwork in this book is yeah, incredible. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been on the X books for a while. He did like the Powers and House of X. He did a lot of that, so. You know, he's the man. Um, the issue starts off in the treehouse in New York City, the new headquarters of the uh, X-Men team. Um, and we start off with Gambit having a poker game with Black Cat, The Thing, and Rhino, um, which is a staple of Marvel. You know, they like to just throw in random poker games between random characters across the Marvel U. It's, it's one of the... You're Rhino. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing like I hope... Like, don't arrest me. Yeah, this is the thing that I hope to see like in live action one day. Just 
the casual poker games between intermittent superheroes and supervillains, I guess. Uh, that'll be the ultimate yeah. fan service thing to do, you know? Um, but in any case, Rogue comes in and is tight that, uh, that Gambit has invited, has invited all these folks to an X-Men headquarters. Uh, <laughs> the thing, he has a little funny line. He was like, I knew you was in trouble when she dropped all three of your fancy ass names. You're right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Fancy ass thing. Meanwhile, on Game World, uh, these aliens are just fucking with Earth because, you know, everybody's like betting on who gets to destroy Earth. So they keep sending down like these epic threats down. Um, And this time they send down the Annihilation Wave, uh, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, They have whole events surrounding this particular space thing. So, uh, yeah, that's happening. Meanwhile, uh, we cut over to Jean Grey and Sync uh, talking about stuff, about tele- uh, telep- telepathy specifically. Uh, Sync is getting used to her powers. Um, it's kind of this little profound moment where they she basically is like, I think of uh, telepathy as a flashlight in the dark. I can focus on people or I can s- uh, expand and see a whole bunch of things. I can... Ideas become like mag stickers or magnets on a refrigerator. I can remove mm. them and put them back as I please. Uh, I once saved lives by making a gunman forget how to take the safety off his rifle. You know, a little shit like that. But it's important not to cross the line. Um, and I think it's cool. I think it's very smart to teach Sync like the intricacies of all their powers, seeing as how he can, in theory, use them all. You know, at any given point. Yeah, it's a really interesting point of view. Because um, it, I, it's, it, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's kind of rare when we see somebody that has like copycat abilities that's at least fleshed out as an actual character. And that is a, like, I, I didn't think about that. Like, he could copy people's abilities, but to be able to master how to use them, you know? Yeah. And I guess he's never really had a reason to since, you know, it would vary based on who he's taking the powers from. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to be a part of a team, then he only gain, you know, he has a lot to gain mm-hmm. from sharpening real skills with them, especially something like telepathy. That'll help Jean Grey out a lot, having another telepath. Yeah. Um, but at that point, that's when they get an interruption. Uh, shit's going down in Kansas. So the X-Men assemble to go off and, and do that. There's a little moment where Sync acknowledges what happened in the vault. And he's like trying to talk to Jean and be like, man, should I tell her about what we shared in the vault? You know, should I implant like the memories I have into her brain? And, um, and they're like, yeah, if she asks, you know, if she asks for it, if you like talk to her about it, then yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it's possible. It can happen. (laughs) The ultimate ship. Uh, but they get to Kansas and big superhero fight. Uh, very, very cool superhero fight, honestly, because Obviously, Pepe Larraz is uh, drawing it, so it, it looks amazing. But they're cool little combo moves. Uh, you know, Polaris allows, like, Jean Grey to, m- like, move all these wooden posts to destroy all these annihilation bugs. Uh, Rogue throws one of these, like, posts and Cyclops blasts it into shrapnel, you know, sending them flying. It's, like, a lot of cool shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's He's destroying all these fucking bugs. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it, it looks cool and it's a cool battle, but uh, I guess, like, scenario speaking, it's kind of like the same thing 
happened last week. Big alien threat, and the X-Men use their combined abilities to defeat the creature. Uh, Sunfire has a cool moment where he basically scorches the whole fucking thing. And uh, we get a little bit of his backstory. This is, you know, he's just kind of like this, um, yeah, this is a superhero. You know, he's trying to do good, a do-gooder overall, you know, fighting for mutant kind and for Japan. Uh, I, I think he's from Japan, but... Um, oh, yeah. And he fought for his country. He fought for the X-Men and the Avengers. Uh, but at, at the same time, he was always wondering, you know, what what's in it for him at this point, you know, if he's going through all this shit and ending up with an empty heart. Uh, but Krakoa changed his entire perspective. And he's he's no longer doing this. Like, he's... He, this has given him a purpose being part of the X-Men. So, you know, very, he's very happy and proud to be a part of it and serving his community and also the world at large. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, the humans that live on this planet, uh, also invite them to a cookout Kansas barbecue style, nice. you know, to thank them. Cool humans. Cool humans. Yay! Uh, so yep. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, nice, cool moment. We end on a weird note. Uh, I don't know what this means at all, but we start at this, we open at this house. Uh, this guy is surrounded by what looks to be his family. They're getting ready for dinner. And I guess the, the mom of the family basically makes something that he doesn't like. Uh, and then as they sit at the table, he makes them, he, he, he asks them what he usually says when things go wrong and they say it and then they just drop dead. It looks like into their food. Yeah. Into their food. And then the guy gets up and he asks his tiger monster thing named Boran, Bornon to clear the meal. And he's like, no. Oh, oh, of course, Dr. Stasis. I don't know why I gave him this voice, but my, oh my, these two didn't stay long. Uh, and yeah, he's like, no sass tonight, Miss uh, Bornan. I've got a lot of reading. You know how I love autopsy reports. And he's looking at the uh, autopsy report of the Orcus station that the X-Men attacked way back in, uh, I guess it was uh, Powers of X or so. Yeah. Way back at the very beginning of all this. Hickman era stuff. So, yeah, that's where the issue ends. Uh, it ends in an informational page where he thanks, I guess, Orkins, Orcus for supplying him with these autopsy reports so he can find out what's happening with the mutants because, as we've learned, uh, the resurrection protocols are not public knowledge. So... These niggas know. They know what's happening. Oh, they yeah. They just have no idea how. Yeah, because they, they know for sure Cyclops died and now he's just wandering around. So... Yeesh. Um, this is a great issue too. Uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's very much kind of like almost a copy of last week, but there's like little bits of progression there. We with with characters and we get to know them a little bit more. Uh, Sunfire was cool to get a little bit of backstory on him. Uh, yeah, a, a nice solid re- uh, new reader friendly start for the X Men. Um, I'm I'm gonna be. You there. know what? I I can get the. Sorry to cut you off, but I'll I'll get the VGI to the previous series. Oh, I was bugging. So I just really like the. I really like when they you know when they bring sync into the picture, and you know 
I, I thought it was a nice exchange between him and Jean Grey, but it was not enough. Yeah. Certified VGI. That was uh, for Hellions, of course. Um, yeah, this was this was a cool issue. Um, I think like X Men is still just like kind of establishing itself. Uh, so you know, it's fine. Um, it's not like uh, absolutely perfect. The art helps a big way. Uh, I'm gonna be honest about that. Like, I don't know if this uh this would be a better read without Pepe Larraza pencils uh, and whoever's doing the colors and the inks. But overall, Good question. Overall, it's it's actually very solid. If you're a new reader. And um, you need a good entry point into this Hickman stuff, into Hickman era X-Men. This is probably a good place to start uh, because, you know, going back is obviously a monster, a monster uh, chore at this point. There's just so much now. So much has happened. So, you know, I think this is like a good inter uh, intersection to get into. Uh, But, yeah, that's all I got to say about the X-Books. I suppose we shall move on to Batman number 111 triple ones um last we left off uh the peacemaker protocol was put into effect uh into a test uh Sean Mahoney has now uh engaged Batman and has fought him basically to a standstill and has followed up by uh invading the unsanity collective and about to police brutality them. Uh, it's pretty- yeah. This nigga's making a lot of moves real early. <laughs> yeah. In the game. Uh, he was just in the wheelchair for real the other day. Yeah. And now he's got a gun to the head of Miracle Molly. Um, Miracle Molly says, "Hey, let me at least say goodbye." And he says, "Make it quick." So you know she gives this like code to uh, Squeak, the little girl that lives with them. Um, and she says, hey, stay calm. Don't do anything stupid. They're not going to hurt you. Look into my eyes. And you see that her eyes just says scream, you know, like, and we're like, whoa, what does that mean? And at that point, right. that's when Sean Mahoney pulls the tra- It's crazy that he's like about to shoot just these children in the face. But he pulls the trigger. But, oh, my God, Miracle Molly does a split of epic proportions. Uh, and... It completely dodges the bullet. Uh, we see Miracle Molly uh, activate something on Squeak's, I guess, neck. And it creates like this cool mechanical thing for her to use her voice to just scream everyone away. Uh, pretty sly move. Not mad at it. Yeah. Feel it. Uh, and they both make a run for it as uh, all these, uh, I guess, Peacemaker operatives just start shooting at them. Uh, Bro, he uppercutted him through the ceiling like Mortal Kombat. Oh, that was yeah. pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. This guy named Breaker pulls up and does a, sh- a shuriken between floors of this building. Uh, pretty cool moment. And Breaker's oh gonna... that super asshole cop. Yeah, and they get that's into redundant. Yeah, super asshole cop is pretty redundant. Uh, yeah, asshole like cop. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they battle together. Um, Mortal Kombat. He, uh, Peacemaker's still like shooting at them. Um, he actually manages to graze Molly, uh, and they make it into the Unsanity Collective's safe room. It looks like, um, and all of a sudden, like 
you know, they're basically like, shit, what are we going to do now? If Breaker can't beat these guys, then we're fucked. Uh, and Squeak, uh, what's her name? Squeak starts to like cough up, cough up blood and it looks like they shot her uh, in the ensuing chaos. Uh, and it's not great. But luckily for them, Ciao. yeah, luckily for them, Batman pulls up with his whole squad uh, with Harley Quinn and Ghostmaker, and they just start laying down fucking beatdowns of epic proportions on these random ass henchmen. Um, even fucking Peacemaker gets some, <laughs> you know, he's like uh, he gets flipped on his ass by Batman. Pretty cool. Um <laughs> But Peacemaker gets up and punches the living flying fuck out of Breaker. Um, it's pretty sad. It's like an electric knuckle. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Breaker tried to tried his best. Yet it, it's unfortunate. I don't know if they implied he's dead, but you know we got to respect our dead here. Yeah. So sorry, baby. Yeah. In any case. Uh, he allows uh, Miracle Molly and the kids to, and everybody in the Insanity Collective to escape, um, along with Batman and everybody else. So, yeah, they they make it out alive. Um, it's cool that Peacekeeper isn't like. Uh, I, I, have I been calling Peacemaker this entire time? Peacekeeper is. Um. No, I think yeah, you've been saying Peacekeeper. Okay. So Peacekeeper has got a broken man. He, I'm glad it wasn't a complete stomp down on Batman by the Peacekeeper. Like he's yeah. Peacekeeper took some blows. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, meanwhile, uh, Mayor Nakano is wilding out and just being like, "Man, oh my god, after, this nigga is the worst." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After everything that's happened, we can no longer trust Batman. <laughs> yeah we get uh, we get the saint guy just like Ooh, my, yes my super very guy. nice and evil yes this dumbass oh i hate him i can't wait for watch some, this guys can't wait for like harley quinn or something to smack him in the face with a baseball bat um meanwhile uh back at the uh back in the ship uh, Squeak is getting um, s- medical attention by Ghostmaker. Uh, she's stable for the moment, which is good. Um, so, you know, they're just like, we got to stop them. They're going to break this city. And um, Batman's like, I got to go. I got to go find Scarecrow. His game's gone on long enough. Um, and it's like, wait, you know where he is? And Batman's like, well, yeah, I did a Batman thing and put a bug tracer on a guy. You know, this is what I do. This is what I, I've done this to all of you. <laughs> I do this all the time. Uh, so, right. So, you know. Harley should know by now. Come on. Yeah. Um. So, basically, um, Ghostmaker's like, damn. As Batman leaves, he's like, damn, we can't stay in the air, you know, because they're going to they're gonna find us up here. And then Harley Quinn picks up that rose that or uh, flower that she got from uh, Poison Ivy's uh, associate. And she's like, I've got an idea. So that's a thread that's going to cross into this now. Um, meanwhile, at Arkham Asylum, uh, Scarecrow is just watching uh, the security cameras on a bunch of TVs stacked up. He's like, wow. Uh, Saint, <laughs> the Saint guy's like, damn, Scarecrow, this worked. This was really good. Good for you, man. You really know how this is. Dude, you line this nigga up yeah. real nice. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so we about to pop some champagne. <laughs> I'm gonna have a glass ready and transport it to you. You know what I'm saying? Bro, we could just <laughs> relax after this. I have a limited. I have a two thousand a year two thousand shot. Uh, Sauvignet Cabernet here, so fucking let's go, let's get let's get wrecked, uh, and and Scarecrow's like, no, that's not how it's gonna no. go, and uh, Satan is like, what, what, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm the Scarecrow, so I'm gonna ruin Gotham. This is what I do. I uh, I fight shit. Yeah. That is literally what he does. I fuck shit up. I make people scared. This is my thing. You think I'm just gonna? What do you? Uh, you want? You thought I was gonna make a police state? <laughs> no, I'm a super villain. And Saint's like, oh, damn. So, you know, Saint uh, orders uh, Peacekeeper to stop him. Peacekeeper tries to do something, but Scarecrow's like, oh, cool. I luckily for me, I have the most potent version of the scare toxin right here, and I'm gonna put it on you, boy. Uh, he busts his fucking helmet open with his needles. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, these are some needles. strong needles, dude. Right into his temple. He might have killed him. Yeah, I'm, well, he didn't. He Peacekeeper just like starts hallucinating and runs away. Uh, so there's that. Meanwhile, Saint is just trembling because he just realized what he did. He's like, oh, shit. Everybody's going to hate me now. Blah, he throws up. Uh, because he is so fucking shocked of what he did. Um, and meanwhile, Scarecrow's like, hmm, I know you're there, Batman. And he clicks a button and Batman flies down from the ceiling. Um, bro, this nigga's got all the plays. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. And the issue ends with, uh, this is how Scarecrow, uh, has been like manipulating Batman up to this point. They, we don't mention this part, but every the start of every issue is basically Batman running through the fear toxin that I guess Scarecrow has created. These illusions uh, and everything up to this point has been kind of a flashback in perspective to these opening page moments of every Batman yeah. issue up to this point in this arc. So this is how yeah. he ended up in these illusions. Um, and that's where the issue ends of Batman. Uh, there's a backstory for Ghostmaker. But, you know, we're not going to get into that. But Batman overall, uh, what's, I really like this issue. This is my certified very good issue of the week. Certified VGI. Oh, you really like this Batman issue, huh? It was cool. I liked, no, I liked it a lot, too. That's why it was a little hard to figure out. But I knew it was between the X-Men books. Oh, man, the art of uh, X-Men number two was, I mean, number yeah. three. was so incredible. Yeah, but, the, um, the only rival to him is... The Batman artist uh, George Jimenez, so right, you know he's he's that guy for DC, so good. Beautiful sacrilege. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful sacrilege. Um, the Batman books are, I think, the only DC book we talk about at this point. Uh, and yeah, I think ATM at the ATM. Uh, at the moment. TBH, there's been a lot going on. We have had a lot on our plate. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Batman is among one of the best titles that DC is putting out right now. It's always been consistent. Um, Infinity Frontier, Infinite Frontier. It's been pretty cool, JS. Yeah. Just uh, saying. Yeah, J- JS. Just saying. Uh, but, 
Yeah, I mean, Batman is among one of the best ones, and this is no exception. This was a cool one. Lots of cool action. James Tinian. James Tinian, you've done it again. <laughs> um, but that's all I got to say about uh, Batman, really. Great issue. Had fun reading it. Um, you you ready to move on to back to our manga? Yes. Let's do it. World Trigger. This Ooh, is, is... the world becomes my gun. <laughs> yeah, this is World Trigger Chapter 211, uh, The Away Mission Test Part 9. Um, so last we left off, uh, the the teams have gotten their first uh, special mission uh, for the for the Away Mission Test Part 1. And they... Oh, wait, no. The, the, I mean, just in general. This wasn't a special assignment thing. But... Um, Overall, in their first day of performance in these tests, uh, Osamu Sua Squad got, uh, got last place. Uh, so, and it's more than likely because of Osamu's uh, inability to get his answers due to his low try-on. And his, uh, Which led to Katori not being able to finish her stuff either. Yeah. So, not great. But you know what? What are, they, what are you going to do? At least they know, you know the same thing. Um I mean, they know they like what their problem was. You know, Katori basically stops herself from freaking out. It's like, whatever. As long as he's able to pull his weight from now on, we'll be able to be back in, like, around the middle of the pack. So, you know, we'll be mm-hmm. good. And um, that was nice. Um, meanwhile, back at uh, Utagawa Squad, we learned that their th- uh, Utagawa Squad is third from the bottom. And it's because of Yuma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yuma kept uh, interrupting shiki over everything because he can't read because he's not from here uh so it's not it's not great he's he's got the same kind of problem that Hughes does where they don't understand the language in terms of reading it and they can really only communicate because they have triggers uh a try on bodies um more to say about that so yeah there's that um Utagawa knows uh, Yuma's whole deal, so he didn't. Re- but he doesn't know the exact specifics, uh, so he's just like, "Ah, oh, shit! I wish, I wish I'd memorized this beforehand. I should have checked about like his backstory so I could be consistent uh, with his." Um, meanwhile, uh, Wakamura's squad is in tenth place, uh, right above Sua's squad. Uh, so you know, there's a you know. Uh, Hughes fell behind on his assignments, uh, and Maori, their operator, went uh, fell behind too because she was helping him. Because like Yuma, he can't read the language as well. Um, so basically, they're like, damn, what is Tomokoma gonna do? Do like they're rounding out the bottom of the list because the three boys of the team are at the very bottom. Um, oh shit! And uh, I think about that. Yeah. Hughes is like, eh, it'll be fine. I'll just make up for it in the battle portion. Uh, and everybody's like, that's not good for us. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that still drags everyone down, you selfish piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I got it. Yeah. So Hughes comes up with the basic idea of, hey, uh, if we need a way to catch up to universal assignments, I have a proposal. We cheat. Uh, <laughs> so... 
basically the whole thing is that they're going to divide the remaining universal assignments into four equal sections based on subject matter, matter uh, split it up between the team, write down the answers, and uh, pass around the notes so, you know, everybody can basically, you know, copy off each other and, you know, get through the exams. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and they're like, isn't that cheating? And it's like, nah, that's fine. Uh, I don't think they care if we if we share uh, the answers or not. Uh, I think it's more about, you know, our adaptability and all that stuff. Uh, being able to come up with answers on the fly, oh, s- solutions to issues on the fly, you know, all that yeah. stuff. You notice how he had the galaxy behind him while he was saying that? Yeah. For two reasons. One, galaxy brain. Number two, <laughs> he's lived that life out in space, bro. Yeah. I'd, I'd listen to what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, he's been to space. <laughs> yeah, bro. I agree with you. That is a galaxy. He's been outside the world and, and dealt with triggers. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. at the end of the day, they all turn to Wakamura for his... Uh, his his verdict on the situation. He's like, me? Why? Oh, because I'm captain. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that picked all these guys in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I said, I'll, do, I'll think about it and tell y'all tomorrow. They procrastinated ass. That's some shit I would do. <laughs> like, oh, I'll just uh, I'll let y'all niggas know tomorrow. I'm about to go play the game for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> or something. I'm going to go read this book. Yeah. Meanwhile, Nina Mia's squad is vibing. They're good. I think they're in the like upper echelon of the test, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. where they were. Probably says it. Nina Mia, and he's fucking buttoned up all the way Nina to, to fourth. the last one. Yeah, Nina Mia's fourth place. So they're good. Um, no way. Yeah, he's not in first place. No, he got fourth. Um, so they're just vibing. Uh, I guess Azuma is about to start cooking for him. He's like, I'll do. It. I'll cook today. And um, Chica bring, brought rice on board, and that's her personal. They were all allowed one personal item. Rice was Very hers. adorable. Yeah, V cute. Um, so, meanwhile, Kakizaki squad, uh, the operator is cooking that night. Uh, and now they don't know. Uh, in Kodera's squad, they don't. Uh, they're just like, I guess, finishing up eating or cooking. Are they? I don't know. Oh, they're cooking. Sorry. I thought they were at the doing dishes um and they're cooking poorly it looks like because they're like whoa this is a good yo something i want to spot out in the interaction between amatori and the sniper dude right Mm -hmm. um she talks about how the item she brought was the rice right Mm -hmm. and then as she says that she says all right there's two things that happen right one he mentions that he remembers the fact that uh no, Nino Mia mentions that, like, when they went to the Yakiniku spot, she was only eating rice, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that could be because she really, really loves rice, but it could be another thing where she's a super picky eater, and rice is one of the things she just really likes. Mm-hmm. That could be a fucking problem, because when she asked Asuma to make the rice, he said, okay, I'm making extra rice. What if they end up running out of that shit because she wants it with every dish? How is she going to be able to react when there's no more rice dishes? And it's some shit she wouldn't want. I I'm I know it sounds silly, but I'm trying to look for the amount like for where there would be small amounts of friction in places you wouldn't expect it. No, I don't know. That's I, very smart. The, the, the author is he's a he's a he's a slick guy, man. He's sharp, so I feel like we gotta pay attention to certain shit. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think like I think there's something to that. I think that makes sense. I don't think it's crazy. I think it's just funny that yeah. like it's not sacrilegious. It's not. It's. I would say that's a pretty sacrilegious theory you got there, Josh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that makes sense, and that's a very world trigger way to look at like how a picky eater would affect yeah. a team. Just like this picky eater would be a bad teammate because all she wants to mm. eat is rice. And what's she going to do with there's no rice? Complain, lower our morale. <laughs> Not execute properly in the battlefield yeah. because she's hungry. Because <laughs> she's thinking mm. about rice all day. <laughs> lower rating. Yeah, that's really funny. C rank. Dude, if you're right about this, that would be the funniest thing <laughs> on the planet. Uh, Don't forget about me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, meanwhile, Codera uh, is looking at the breakdowns because apparently they get breakdowns between specifically who did what in the in the exam. Um, and as he's looking at it, um, I think one thing to note is um, Miura is at the very bottom with 296 points. They all got 80 points like on the special assignment. Um and their evaluations are different across the board. But um, so, A rank agents, yeah. Yeah. So he's he calls uh, Sua, which I forgot they can do. They can call each other. Um, and he says, uh, sorry to bother you, but I need to ask you something. And he's like, huh, what do you need to know? And that's where the chapter ends. Because uh, Ashihara seems to think that he's still doing this weekly. And... <laughs> And he could just like afford to keep doing these mid conversation pickups. Uh but that's World Trigger. Um I mean, World Trigger's great. Uh this was just a very uh this is a rough chapter. This is like a chapter that's like, damn. It's rough that this is I didn't know they had their phones and they could call each other. They have phones. That's kinda hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that earlier that they had the only electricity they had. I totally is for forgot phones. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is one of the chapters is like, damn, this is monthly and it's going to be rough because it's a lot of just talking and dialogue and stuff. I feel like it's going to be worth it. It's worth this it. This is sure. a lot of character building. No, no, no. I agree. It's going to be totally worth it. But I'm also just like, damn, I wish this was coming out next week because this is just like kind of a regular chapter and I miss, I miss having like looking forward to world trigger every week. Um, but that's all I got to say about World Trigger. It was a solid chapter. Um, it's not a lot to really super dissect, unless you guys want to do it in the comments. Um, what do you think about Josh's rice theory? <laughs> Please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I, let me know how y'all feel about that Is there any credence to the rice theory? But Or any other things y'all might have picked up in this chapter or the previous ones. Um, I'm down for the feedback. I'll um, I'll share my thoughts with y'all via the comment. The might comments. even talk about it on the next World Trigger uh, mm. issue. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, um, talk to us, man. We love to talk. We about appreciate y'all. But uh, any thoughts That's before? A heart. <laughs> for those that are listening to the podcast, that's a heart. Yeah, that's very. That's nice for y'all. That's for the world trigger fans. Nobody else. <laughs> we world triggered. Yeah, but you uh, you ready to move on, Josh? No. Oh, um, he's got thoughts. Don't read read world trigger, or you're. Or it's sac- or you're sacrilegious. I need to actually look up that word and know what it means because <laughs> I it. just think it sounds really cool. Yeah, sacrilegious. I thought it was like being a heretic or something like something like that. It's it's something to do with like 
holiness, I guess. <laughs> well, religious is in the term. Sack meaning like opposite of, counter to. Brian, could you please do hey, me a favor? Hey, Brian, can you tell us what this word means? <laughs> <laughs> please, I'm I struggling. swear we're smart. I'm we struggling just mightily. I I know what I know what sacrilegious means in my heart. I can't explain it though. <laughs> it means what? Oh, wait, hold on. I asked wait, Siri the wrong. I'm asking Siri. I'm saying Siri. Okay, Google. Uh, <laughs> damn, Brian, you're that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Disrespecting Siri by calling her Google. Sheesh. Did, wow. you, get, did you find it? All right, I'm looking it up. Yes, yeah, I'm thank looking you. It up. Look it up on Google since you since you love it so much. Just hell yeah. Imagine it just means evil or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just. it means involving a uh, involving or committing sacrilege. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's helpful, I guess. You're welcome, boys. I got gotcha. you. Don't worry. This is what you, <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Uh, um, well, an outrageous violation. Oh, that was an outrageous, outrageous violation. Uh, well, now we know what it means. Uh, in any case, okay. I suppose we should move on then. Like a violation of nature and what's supposed to be right. Yeah, I think like so. cloning, sacrilegious, mm. working against. "Quote unquote God's will, nature, Tarn's will, because he is our uncaring God. Now. He is our our uncaring God. Yeah. Uh, Crazy <laughs> In any case, let's do it. Let's uh, let's move onward. Black Clover." Get it out the way. Just do it. Just do it. Just yes, do it. this one, the audience, really good chapter of the week. Uh, Whoa! Y'all niggas, y'all niggas is undefeated. <laughs> y'all are some GG machines, and I have nothing but respect and admiration for the army that, that is the Black Clover fandom that votes on Twitter at New Jump City. It was a follow by BT Dubs. They are. If they're anything, they're consistent. Okay. At this point, they I'm just know like, what they like. Am I, am I, I'm starting to feel dumb asking this question every week. <laughs> <laughs> like stupid. You know what the best one was. You're entitled to your opinion, but you know what I'll, the best. Was. I'll tell you what, though. I guess it wasn't so bad of an ass whooping this time. Uh, last week. Black last time Black Clover won by like seventy one percent of the vote. This time it won by a measly forty four percent. So you know you guys really let Black Clover down. Hmm. It would be sacrilege if 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 uh, different series won. Yeah, no, it would be oh, sacrilegious. Yeah. It was what beautiful sacrilege. Beautiful sacrilege. <gasps> that would be beautiful sacrilege. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, one by forty-four percent of the wow. vote. My Hero Academia came in second at twenty-seven percent. Uh, so not so bad. Everything was kind of close. My Hero Academia is always like it always pulls ahead up top, and then all of a sudden, Black Clover fans catch wind, and they're like, "Absolutely not! Black Clover is the greatest series to ever grace this." <laughs> so, 
So, in any case, without a doubt, let's get into it. This is uh, Black Clover, chapter three hundred and one. Those feelings. Uh, and last we left off, Asta has saved Laurel Pachica in the middle of the battle between uh, Megicula and Noel. Uh, and at this point, uh, Asta's staring down at Megicula, and even uh, even Lieb is like, "Look, I'm going to be honest. Without Devil Un- Union, we have no shot at winning this." Uh, yeah, zero, bro. Run. Get yeah, let's here. get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> this is not worth it. Um, Told your friends you're gonna have to pick them up later. Yeah, I know how. Off the ground. I know our whole vibe <laughs> is that we could do anything if we put our minds to it, but not this time because we have to give Noel some shine. Uh, yeah, not right now. Not right now. Not this time. Um, so, Megicula's like, I see. That shit was crazy how he took, uh, how he took Laura Pachika right from under me. But anyway, inside that, of decaying world, decaying. you better believe it. He yeah. can do more than that too. Yeah. Um, Everything, nigga. Yeah. So she's like, "Yeah, that's enough games. First, I'll kill Laura Pachika and Vanica, <laughs> and then I manifest completely." Um, Sounds like a pretty solid plan. Yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, they start to see uh, Megicula starts seeing that the uh, the cursed runes are vanishing, uh, and she's like, "Whoa, what? Oh, shucks! <laughs> What's happening?" And then. That's when uh, you see Charlotte uh, still still up, still fighting, uh, and she's just like, "Surprise, motherfucker!" She's like, "I'm still in this fight," uh, and she was literally dead a moment ago, a few pages ago. Yeah, dead. I know I'm not bugging. No, you're not bugging because also real. Yeah, the very first page. Yeah, real back too. Body. Real is like, "Haha, we're back! Just for a few minutes, we're invincible." Because of the Twilight Valhalla. What? <laughs> is this a thing? Is this a real thing? I think he just created it. Yeah. I oh. think he said, yeah, I'm going to make this spell. It makes sense and it'll help us. No, not not an ass pull at all. I can just make us invincible for like a few minutes. So, you know, very cool. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, they start fighting uh, again. Uh, Megicula says like, Whatever, I have a ton of dead bodies around that I could use as puppets. And she sends the army back at them. Um, Undine saves uh, Laurel Pachika and Asta. Um, and Asta's like, sorry, at this point I'm completely useless because the plot wants you to succeed, Noel. Uh, <laughs> and um, Noel's like, you've done enough. Just the fact that you came simply think about you gives me strength. I love Asta. And is this the first time she admitted this? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh and she start she's calls Undine and is like, "Let's go, Undine." And she goes, "Final saint stage." Uh so, you know, now they're now Noel's going to go off and kill Megicula and um that's where the chapter ends. Um yeah, I mean, you know, this was all right. Uh, I'm glad that Noelle's back. This is a nice little moment for her to be like, I love Asta. Um, I, I, is this the final arc then? Because <laughs> could this be it? I don't know. I think so. Maybe. Main, yeah, uh, main character's love interest for, for uh, confession. Yeah. 
What are they going to do? Even if it wasn't straight to him? What are they going to yeah, do? No. We're, 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 we're in the end game, bro. Yeah. What are they going to do? Explore their relationship and show them, you know, as a couple? Absolutely not. We never see that. <laughs> I like how Majicula was like, Maru! Whoa! What the fuck? What? <laughs> they were just there. He was genuinely surprised. He's like, oh, what's happening? It's like, oh, that insect is still up? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know, but she lives in the world in the Black Clover universe where uh, the power of friendship will just resurrect everybody she just bodied, and she's just like not used to that. She's just like, "What's happening here?" <laughs> oh, these niggas is crazy. By the way, Rose Rose ability, I kind of give him a pass on it because it was kind of lit. It was one of those high risk, high reward ones where, like, yeah, it makes him invincible, but they're gonna pretty much die. Mm. Once well, it they... ends, <laughs> I think that's what it's implying. I guess, or they'll just be knocked out. Definitely, bro. I think he's gonna die. You think Rose's gonna die? Someone's gotta die, bro. It's not gonna be Rose. Rose Petal Mistress. Yeah, I don't remember anyone's fucking name. Goddamn, I'm, I'm sorry. Charlotte. Charlotte. Sorry, is. guys. Sorry, it's okay. Guys. I remember Charlotte, and I remember Rill. <laughs> Charlotte, yes. Hey, you're just not a real fan. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Shame on me. Shame, shame, shame. Mm-mm-mm. But in any case, I suppose we should move on. Uh, you you good to move on, Josh? Yeah, I'm ready to move on, to move on from the greatest series that exists. Oh, man, so soon. Today. As of right now. Yeah, as of today. But without further ado, let's do it. He said, is this ice? <laughs> Dickhead, is it cold? Undead Unluck. Ah, eat your heart out, My Hero Academia, because Undead Unluck has a lit color page, too. Yeah. Nice little color page. I like it. They got perm Andy, bro. Well, I guess his hair is always straight, so it's not perm. Yeah. But damn. Um, he's been rocking that look recently. Yeah, he only really like slicks it back when he's in battle mode, mission mode type shit. Um, How about this trivia? Do you remember who the samurai guy is? Yeah, he's the, the uh, he's the guy they just killed in the first couple chapters. He oh yeah, he's not around anymore, right? No, they killed him up top, very early. Remember? Oh, when it was him and, and and the kung fu guy. Yeah, he's the one that got smoked. Yeah, I'm okay. like, now that I see, why is he there? Right. <laughs> they killed him. And this is obviously a very recent picture because look at you look at the Kung Fu guy. He's a dead man with the thing on his head. And blue skin. What yeah. the fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Am I bugging? He definitely died, right? They killed him. He's not around. Bro, why is that chick that could use the water not there? What's her telepathy with the water? Yeah, I don't know, dog. <laughs> so this is a this is a weirdo fucking color picture. Uh, they're making me look bad right now. Well, I appreciate, all that shit. I appreciate the color. I'm just very confused uh, at the characters involved. But in any case, last we left off, uh, Fuko has been trying to escape the uh, headquarters of Under, which is located inside of an orca's body, uh, in order to relay the message as to when Under is going to attack Spring and where their headquarters are. Uh, she manages to escape, and she very quickly yells out that the raid is on December 24th. Their hideout is inside the Orca UMA's body. It's impossible to track. Uh, 
as for members, we lack intel on. There's a single male, don't know his ability, but there's a restrainer type girl and a sword fighter named Yusai. Uh, so she like these niggas know everything, man. <laughs> yeah, this shit. Yeah, professional snitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, uh, Andy then explains that uh, spring changes people into cherry trees. Uh, yeah, remember when we were saying that? Oh, this guy's pretty chill. That's not pretty. <laughs> Chill. Never it's mind. Actually, really fucked up. Never mind yeah. about that. He's not. Never mind. <laughs> He's not cool at all. That that nigga's off the yak right now, and he needs to be stopped. <laughs> Wilding out, turning people into trees. At least they look nice. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, look, man. We liked Spring pretty much immediately when we met him because he's just vibing, chilling, drinking, having a good time. Yeah, man, it was cool. Having his sake. He's vibing, and then now we learn that he turns people into trees. So, you know, uh, the condition to, that turns people into trees is uh, touching the petals that are wafting in the air. So, you know, as things stand, sure. they'll never be able to touch spring. So, you know, um, if you drop my name, she will be able to cooperate with you. Uh, her name is Yusai, or obviously the Yusai lady that you mentioned. Uh, she can stop the petals from falling from the trees. So become friends with her and and stop spring. Uh, and she's like, whoa, she's an old friend, right? And uh, he's like, yeah, friend is an understatement. More like ex-girlfriend. And that's when Foucault just hangs up. Uh, oh, no, it cuts out. <laughs> it cuts out, right? When he's like, or something like that. Uh, yeah. Which is not easy. It's not better. And uh, everybody's just beating the shit out. And he's like, why would you say that? <laughs> uh, but. Uh, he he it for sure. Yeah. So Billy catches, uh, or I don't know, I guess Tele catches uh, Foucault in midair. And uh, I guess somehow they get into the communications with uh, Andy. And they're like, not bad undead. But until spring is neutralized, I'm not letting unluck out anymore. So give up on trying to recover her, um, and basically, I yeah, they start talking shit to each other. He's like, Andy's like, I'll take her back. After all, Fuko's intel gave us the skinny on your forces, and Billy's like, so what? Knowing won't do you any good. If you get in the way, your lives are over. And Andy says, sick, bring it on. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. give a fuck. No, all jokes aside, this is a really nice picture. Was yeah. that light Yam- Yagami? <laughs> yeah. This looks like Trunks and light ya- Yagami. Yeah, fused together. He's just like. What's going on with my iPad right now? <laughs> Don't a lot worry. of stuff happening. I'll bring it up on the screen, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It's not locked on. It's not locked on uh, orientation. No, now anything. it's good. Now it's good. Yeah, it's very much like. <laughs> Brian, you said you want to lock my orientation? No, I said it's... <laughs> what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> that's right. sacrilege, bro. That's sacrilege. That's... <laughs> that's... Oh, my God. Good job. Good job, that's Josh. Violation. Yeah. But in any case, they just, like, uh, hang up on each other. And they're like, damn, what are we going to do now? So... Basically, Andy shares all the info he learned from Fuko to the other members of uh, Union, and um, he explains that, like, 
how many people they have on guard duty. They have uh, Tella, they have Rip, they have Creed from the guy in the boat, um, they have Billy and Yusai, and maybe a few other folks. So please help me, help me save Fuko. And you know, what do you think happens? Like very shown, and everybody's like, "You thought that you were gonna do this alone when you have Nakama?" Yeah, it's a. Uh... Robo Girl was not playing no games. She sent that nigga a uh... Robo Punch. Oh, yeah, damn it! Rocket punch! I was I was waiting for uh, you to drop that, man. This That's is why right. this is why we need Brian Better here. Than ever. Oh, once we get back in person, Brian will handle the soundboard and he'll fucking nail it where I failed. He got decked from across. One of the largest tables I've ever seen in a comic book, personally. And, um... <laughs> I've seen a lot of tables. He's fine, because he can't die, I guess. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Nice punch. Yeah. Nice a punch. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Ah, you thought you were going to do this alone. You have Nakama here. Let's do it together. Bye. So, you know. Basically, they established, like, okay, so we're going to go, we're going to spring at them and settle the score with individual battles, probably. Wait, the guy is there. What guy? The, the, the unbreakable guy. Where? No, 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 yeah, the big samurai suit guy. He's there. What is he on? In the two-page Oh, shit, he's there. What I'm the telling f- you, there's another nigga, yo, there's a different guy. <laughs> He's a different guy. I don't know what happened. He's like unbreakable or something like that. Yeah, but they sh- they they killed. He him. got broken up before, though. I remember that. Nah, that's not the first dude they that they run into. It's not. It's an armored up guy, though. It is. Mm. All right, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, man. It has. He's. He hasn't been relevant at all. So no, he. I. I thought he don't was feel dead. Bad. I have not seen him at all. I thought he died. Maybe we weren't paying attention. I don't know. <laughs> but I did not notice this man. But in any case, that was uh, Undead Unlock. Pretty cool chapter. The prospect of individual battles in this series is cool. Uh, where everyone yeah. gets a fight. Uh, this series is very shonen, so we might actually get that uh, from Undead Unlock. And I'd be pretty excited to see that. Uh, but, you know. That's all I got to say about uh, Undead Unluck. Do you have any uh, final thoughts, Jish? Do you think the orc is going to fight somebody? <laughs> That'd be great if it does. It's probably going like, to fight Unbreakable. Leaning, so it's more, more on the side of yes or more on the side of no? Probably not, but if he was going to fight somebody... More on the side of no? Yeah, more on the side of no. Like a 1 through 10, like, like a 3? <laughs> yeah, I would say. I would say two. I'll give it a two. Oh, all right. I'm pretty optimistic that the whale. I'm gonna throw it a seven. A seven that the orca is gonna fight somebody. Yes. Hmm. Who do you think? Well, at least get into some type of violence. It could get into some type of violence. I don't know if it's gonna get a full blown fight. The number goes up a little bit more if we just talk about general violence. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, for for beautiful sacrilege, it gets a little bit more. Um, I'll give it a four for just like a, an act of violence. Much better than a two. Much better than a two. Double two, you know? 
Oh, yeah, double, double the. <laughs> all right, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I guess with that, I'm officially done with uh, my thoughts on Undead Online. <laughs> with that being said, let's wrap this one, baby. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, uh, you could find me at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37 at B.ESP. Follow Brian's uh, Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Um, follow show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at New Jump City pod at gmail.com with any questions, comments, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Get at us. Uh, comment below on any YouTube video you're watching. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. YouTube as well. Please subscribe to us there. Share to the channel. Uh, we hope you're enjoying these. Let us know if you are by giving us a like and all that stuff. Uh, all of that. Thank you guys again. We will see you next week on New Jump City. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, yo.